Hello there. Welcome to the Oblivious Maximus podcast for another episode. I'm your host, Aaron Osborne. This week, my guest is Chloe uh, from Empress. Um, Chloe chose Let Love In by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. A very interesting record and one that I guess like most people that aren't huge Nick Cave fans... I would say most of the Nick Cave songs that I know are from this record, which I didn't know beforehand, but definitely has some ripping tracks on it. Um, It was fun to chat to someone who's a big fan of Nick Cave and also a big fan of uh, this record, so it was cool to get a bit more insight into it as well. Um, Empress have a new record coming out called Wait Till Night uh, through Brilliant Emperor Records. Big shout out to Pete, who... Uh, has been on this podcast before and also put out the Mental Cavity record. Good on him. Um, Empress just put a new song up called Golden Orb, which you can check out on the Cult Nation website or check Empress out um, on all their socials. They'll get tagged in this post as well um, to hear their new music and a new video for that as well. Uh, Wait Till Night comes out in the later stages of October, so stay tuned for that. The record sounds awesome. And I'm really excited to hear and see more of it. Empress have played some shows with Mental Cavity and I Exist in the past. And a, a ripping band. Um, Sean also has been on this podcast as well. So good to have a couple different people from the band to chat to about records. Um, so check that out. Thanks to everyone who checked out the video uh, episode that I did with Patty last week for episode 100. Got some more video ones coming up soon as well. But for now... Please enjoy episode 101 of the Oblivious Maximus podcast with Chloe from Empress uh, talking about Let Love In by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Fucking brutal. Chloe, thank you for talking to me for the podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, <laughs> all right. So, you chose Let Love In by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Why yes. Why this record? Um, this record was, like, I kind of knew about Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds and um, had listened to a few things here and there, but this was the first album that I kind of really listened to as an album. Um, from like start to finish and then from there kind of just I've just loved Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds ever since but um yeah it's kind of the first album I properly listened to of theirs um and so yeah that's why I chose it that's pretty much it and there's and there's some of the best songs on there and it's yeah I think it's like a transition piece for them too so yeah 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 I feel like your Instagram name is from the first song yeah (laughs) yeah that's it (laughs) and it's like I'll never I'll never get rid of it because I'm like, it's too good. I'm going to stuck with it now forever. Like, <laughs> but yeah, that that's it. It's also. When it yeah. uh, when I heard that lyric, when I was listening to it, I was like, I was like, oh, that's my first piece of research <laughs> done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. I do. A big I fan. I love Nick very much. Yeah. I'm, he's probably my favorite artist. I think everything, I'm pretty biased. So everything I say will probably like, just think he's the greatest. That's fine. <laughs> this whole time. But yeah, no, that's, that's where the Instagram name came <laughs> from. <laughs> um, when, when was like, when was the first time you heard it? Like, when did it, 
or, or or Nick Cave in general? Was this the first thing that you heard? Yeah. Was it, yeah. No. So I like I was probably like or oh, probably eighteen ish mm-hmm. around that age. Sure. Um, which like what? How long ago now? That's like a good. 14 years ago or something. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, it's probably around that age. And um, a friend of mine who I kind of had really great taste in music, um, they had like a – Nick Cave does like um, tea towels as merch, which I think is really cool. Oh, cool. Um, but they had like a From Her to Eternity lyric, like tea towel hung up on their wall. Mm-hmm. And I remember just like reading it and going, okay, I need to like – I just read the lyrics and I just – was interested in it straight away mm-hmm. so I went home and like <laughs> did the research and straight away so that's probably the first song I listened to was from her to eternity um which is I think one of the like first releases mm. that they um brought out um and I thought that was great but I didn't listen to like the whole album and then a few things here and there um but yeah and then do you love me was like my first favorite song yeah. um, of that I loved so much. And then this album from there, but it was around that same time. I kind of was like, oh, back then I think it was iTunes and you'd have to buy yeah, the yeah. album, um, <laughs> not just like Spotify. No. And I think I just like went through and was like, well, I didn't want to ask anyone what to listen to. I kind of <laughs> didn't want to seem like you didn't know what you <laughs> yeah, were. I wanted to figure it out. So I, um, I think just the title of the album and the image, I was like, okay, let's go with that one. And I just picked it like that. And oh, that yeah. was it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, so. I mean, it's interesting like that too because like I guess this is probably the record, like admittedly I'm not like the biggest fan of Nick Cave's in by no. way of like knowing his music. I think his, his stuff yeah. is great, but I just haven't listened to that much of it. But certainly yeah. like every song off this record I would say, like, all the songs that I associate with Nick Cave are songs off this record. <laughs> so, like... Yes. It's, like, it's just kind of... There's a, it's a good collection of songs. Like, there's kind of banger after banger on mm. there, like, as far as Nick Cave goes. And a lot of st- songs that have just, like, carried through throughout the years and always still get played at live shows and everyone knows kind of those songs. Yeah. So, it's accidentally a good choice of first album for me to listen to oh yeah absolutely well. and like yeah absolutely. it's pretty deep in their career as well in terms of like the scope like i think it's the eight their eighth record so like yeah yep the eighth it was like yeah 1994 it was released yeah. i mean it- i was pretty young when it was released but <laughs> It's, yeah, I kind of just it's smack bang in the middle but <laughs> yeah and it's it's interesting too because like for sure i mean nick cave obviously has had like such a massive impact on alternative music i would say like and particularly your more like goth angled side of alternative music (laughs) which is i mean and i guess this this album itself really lends itself quite well to that in the sense that it's like you know clearly very emotional and it's got lots of very like brooding songs and you know And particularly just, like, the tone of the music itself, while it's obviously not, like, you know, alt-rock or whatever, it is, like, it's very dark-sounding and, you know, which is very interesting how that's now come through to, like, to influence so much stuff. And, I mean, I know, like, you guys and Empress sort of have this listed as as an influence for you guys. How How do you see that in the music that you guys create? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think um, for Empress, I mean, obviously the, the darker side of things, the alternative kind of dark kind of feel on everything, mm. that's a big one. But for me, I guess lyrically too, it's it's a real big one. Um, I think I think for me over the years listening to things, um, just lyrics and the way things are written is super important to me. Like yeah. I have to. I love the story and the way he puts things. I just sometimes it blows my mind. It's so simple, but it's honest and brutal and like super beautiful at the same time um, and descriptive. And he's just a storyteller. And I mm. think I just take, drink it all up. I love it. And um, I think that has to come out in some of the stuff that we've <laughs> like put out just on my behalf of how I've written stuff. Um, yeah. And yeah, you kind of can't help it when you listen to it. I'm one of those people who like listen to the same thing like over and over yep. again for 10 years Me and too, like not listen to anything else. <laughs> like I'm real bad at listening to new music, like terrible at it. But um, so, yeah, that's definitely an influence. And then I guess like, I mean, a lot of the band are super into Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds as well. And just like some of the other men, like the way Warren Ellis plays things and mm. just a bit of the electronic, like some of the newer things that they've put out. Um that's kind of been brought in a little bit too. I mean, for me, probably mostly out of everyone in Empress takes that on a lot more. <laughs> well, that's but good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. It's yeah. I mean, I think I think a big thing for me with like the fir- other than your Instagram note, the the first <laughs> the first other note that I made was like I often forget how how much a part of the music um for you know for this band is like the storytelling aspect of the lyrics like i don't know why i don't know why i i forget that or i don't think about it as much but like listening to this through and you know when i've been doing this i've been trying to like very actively listen to the record like not just put it on in the background (laughs) ignore it like actually sit there and pay attention to it and um i was it's quite easy for me to do that when i drive to work which i did one day and i put it on yeah and I I was just listening to it and I was just like, listen, you know, listening to the first song, listening to the second song as I was going through, I was like, man, Nick Cave has been through some shit and he is really descriptive about it. Yeah, he's so descriptive. I think that's like, that's the best thing about him. Like he'll just draw you in and mm. it's like this weird preacher storyteller kind yeah. of creepy, like, I don't know, you kind of just get sucked in and you can't like get out. It's it's really good. I mean, this apparently, like, because I did a little bit of research trying the background mm-hmm. of some of this stuff because I just love it and that's it. But um, apparently this is kind of one, like, the record where he's, like, actively trying to show kind of more of himself rather than um, than just, like, living through characters and just yeah, storytelling sure. through them. Like, he's kind of opening up a little bit more um, to his own experiences, which I think is really cool as well. Mm-hmm. Um Apparently he's like just been married and he's a little bit happier, a little bit more in love and that kind of like comes through. But it's a weird kind of um, description and like, I don't know, like narrative of love though. Like he kind of just like everything's still so dark, which kind <laughs> of reflects on how he like views being in love. Like Yeah, sure. Yeah, like a curse as well as a good thing to him and I think that comes through and it's pretty relatable i mean everyone's kind of felt that way about it at some point yeah yeah. um which yeah i think he just kind of nails it with how he describes things has that has that sort of outlook or um 
way of expressing himself through this has that influenced how you think about creating lyrics and music at all yeah i think so um i think i love everything to have a little bit of a darkness to it Mm. i mean i struggle to write things that are too happy and when i am happy i have to kind of delve back into some like shit memory to write (laughs) something like to write something that's not as happy again because i just like love that bit of a darker sound and the way he yeah the way he uses words is i mean it's obviously something that i don't think anyone could ever replicate or Mm. try kind of emulate but it's something that i'll it will always be in the back of my mind i guess when i do things i couldn't pull off half the things he says but um yeah it's always there i kind of think you know oh if there's a good combination of words that comes together i'm like okay that's if that's something that <laughs> could remotely sound like Nick Cavish, I'm cool with you it. You use so, it. <laughs> yeah, I'm using it. Whether anyone likes it or not, it's going in there. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's I've, funny. I've always been, I mean, obviously, like, you know, historically and throughout, you know, uh, the times of the world, music has been like the biggest outlet for people's emotions and things like that. And it's, yeah. But it's very interesting to see an artist like you know like nick cave who's who is you know renowned effectively for the way that he has expressed himself through this like it's it's um i would say like even though like you know i know a lot of people who like his music and i've heard a lot of it as well i would say a big thing you know when you listen to this straight away is that you can hear that it's very deeply tied to his emotional state and it's deeply tied to how he feels about you know whatever the topic is that he's talking about and that you know the ability to to elicit a similar emotion or to bring that out of the person listening to it as well is quite you know quite powerful and not something that everyone can lock in on you know yeah a hundred percent i know like a lot of so many people don't feel the same way about him as I do, which is completely understandable. But I know like every show I've seen or even like his like he's had a few, we had that last kind of tour where he just spoke to people and asked like answered questions. I've cried at like every single one. I don't know. It's just like he's like the way he explains things and like I don't know, he kind of just really just he gets me kind of thing. I kind of feel like that. Like you listen to it and you're like, oh, my God, that's like. That's exactly how I'd feel about that. Or that's, you know, he just explained that better than I ever could in a million years, but that's how I feel. Yeah. And I think that's where his kind of success comes from. Yeah, yeah, he for kind sure. of like reaches into people's souls. And I think he's gotten better at it over time. Like he's kind of softened a bit. And, I mean, with the horrible tragedy of his family that they've been through mm. and um, like losing their son and just like I think with age he's just softened and even let people in a little bit more and let some of his himself out a little more and it's just like made him even better to me. Yeah. Um I mean Yeah, and I think No, sorry yeah. you go. <laughs> I just think I think it's like uh, contributed to his success too. They seem to be getting more and more successful the more he kind of shows himself, which is interesting too. Yeah. Well, I guess particularly if you've built effectively a you know, a personality and a reputation around sharing and inviting yeah. the listener into that part of you, you know, it kind of it kind of makes sense that it's that that's then, you know, developed and gotten deeper as as you go into your career yeah. as well. 
Definitely. Yeah, that's so true. Um, it's like it, it's interesting to me listening through the record how there are definitely songs that still have like um, like Lover Man and Jangling Jack still have like a bit of a carryover to me of like some of that earlier like punk alt stuff within it as well just yeah, even like the sure. styling it- of the music which is very interesting in the full scope of the record that definitely for the most part in other songs seems to follow a bit more of that you know like country with you know lots of instrumentation and things like that but it's interesting that that those songs still have a little bit of that flair in it as well yeah for sure it's like yeah it's it's still got that like birthday party mm. feel but like from early days when he's still just like rolling around screaming and making weird noises yeah. and it's still in which is awesome i think it's a great like breakup of like the the sweet and the heavy songs on there like mm. And they're, they're kind of like, I mean, Jangling Jack's definitely probably the most throwaway song in the album, but you're still just like, it's still so sick for what it is. Yeah, like, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, I like that they've brought that into it. Um, yeah, in that crossover, because, I mean, what the next album was Murder Ballads and they just go full into just that storytelling ballad yeah, yeah. after ballad. And I like that this one still has that edge to it. Mm. Um, is that? That's still very um, have you gotten into that earlier stuff of his? Yeah, I I really like Birthday Party as well. Oh. Um, and and the, like the earlier albums, there's there's songs and bits of those um, kind of things that I I really love and connect with as well. Yeah. I mean, it's a different, totally different thing, but it's still just I still think it's great and it's. Yeah, it's a young, angry kind of. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's before he's developed as much world yeah. as he has by the time he got to this. Yeah, it's a bit wild, but it's, yeah, I, I definitely I feel that as well. It's good. Mm. I mean, I think a, a thing that I sort of really associate with um, with Nick Cave as well, and it, certainly it's, it's present on this record too, is like his uh, music and certainly the band were, were a band that I always really associated with having like lots of um outside contribution to it as well and like if you look at like the like the people who played on this record the list is fucking enormous and like having so many different contributors and people doing little guest spots and stuff like that and that's always been like you know it's a a bit different approaching it from like metal and hardcore bands and things like that but that was always something that i thought was like the coolest thing about having an opportunity to play in bands is like getting the opportunity to have people you liked creatively to be a part of it with you as well and it's int- it's really interesting oh. to see that even still like eight records in to this group which is not the first thing that he's done by any means he's still like pushing it into get more people involved get more people involved yeah. which is really cool from just uh, something that i think is like it's so awesome that that's still that collaborative part is still such a big thing for him definitely i noticed that like this i kind of didn't realize but it's the first album that warren ellis played ever played on with them as well yeah and he kind of came to it as a fan apparently and then now they're like uh, well in my opinion like some of the like the two greatest collaborators ever like yeah, they yeah. do film scores together everything's written together now and they're like the cutest best friends ever <laughs> as well <laughs> which is really sweet so i thought that was kind of cool about this album that he like it's his first time playing with them um which is which is awesome. Yeah, I love Warren. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. I mean, I think the, yeah. the other thing too. I mean, I think the 
I don't know if it would be the song that most people would associate with him, but the you know, Red Right Hand is like, I mean, yeah. that song is like everywhere at this point. And I think it's pro- it probably, it, it would have to be one of the things that I associate most with him. And then, For sure. and then the fact that as well now, like I didn't realize just looking into it, I was like, why have I heard this so many times? And I just like <laughs> looked into the song and I was like, okay, so it was on an ad for a winery, which is definitely where I heard it because it always used to play yeah, at the movies yeah. before the movies would start. Yeah, that's it. I think it was like for like, it was it like an Adelaide winery? Yeah, or it was. I think it yeah. was like South Australian tourism. Like it was like go to go to the Barossa, and that was this was the song. I remember seeing it being like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but it was like at first thought it was weird, but then I was fully into it as well. Oh yeah, and then apparently. Time. Like, I don't watch it, but apparently it's like the theme song for Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Which my sister told me about because she was she's really into it. And she's like, you have to watch it. Nick Cave does a song for it. And I was like, okay. But I still haven't watched no, it yet. I've, so. I haven't watched it either, but I do know that it is the song from it, again, because of like ads. <laughs> but yeah, I had a look at the list and the list of people who've covered that song is like enormous. And like, yeah. which which is, I mean, super weird that like, not super weird. Like, obviously, it's a it's a great song, and so it's no surprise that a lot of people have covered it. But like, it's um, it is definitely a song that for me is like, yeah. I mean, I associate so much with him. But the the coolest thing about it too is like the. I think it's a good representation of the aesthetic of what he's trying to get across with a record like this. In that, it has a real storytelling element. It has really great, you know, sort of broader instrumentation it's not just like a rock band playing or whatever um and then also it's like it's to me it sounds like music of the time where it's sort of harking back to almost like like those weird blues storytelling things that you know were a way of communication and at one point you know and it's it's so interesting that he captured something like that in such a good fashion in like 1994 when yeah things like this started in like you know all way 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 back and he managed to do like a very good attempt at it in in the 90s you know yeah i completely agree i think yeah it's it definitely kind of yeah is what yeah it's a good description of this album and and it is a very yeah if you think of Nick Cave, you'll think of Red Right Hand. Yeah. Like everyone, everyone loves the song, and it's just, yeah, it's it's been used a lot, so everyone backs it <laughs> <laughs> and covered it. So it's like, yeah, it is an interesting song, and um, the, the storytelling. I think that's kind of what, yeah, opened him up to just being like, yeah, this works. We'll keep doing this. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. Too. It's something so that that part of it is yeah I mean obviously I've talked about it a little bit already but that part of it is really the the thing that catches me the most with this is like I mean yeah it, it's just very interesting for now seeing where he as an artist has gone like as you said before into like making film scores and things like that and it's broadened out so much from from where he started like in you know in more like a punk band basically and and it, how how far that's developed um is this is that like for you is that the a drive to make music as well to spread how you know you feel about things into music is that a drive to do empress for you 
Yeah, for sure. I think so. It's just, I mean, growing up, I don't know, it's something like I've always loved making music from like a young yeah. age, as most people do who are in bands now. And it's always a way to express um, my feelings. Like if I'm upset, I pro write the best stuff. And mm-hmm. then the way Nick Cave's done it, I think it's, I think it was kind of an eye opener to me too, where it's like you can create something really dark that is still like, yeah, more easy to listen to yeah, sure. and uh, not as heavy and um, still full of like lots of words and lots of descriptions and just, I don't know, it's not you don't have to like yell and scream to get that across as well, yeah, sure. um, which when I was little and I think that kind of at that age when I was a bit younger I was kind of like, you know, my first band I was just like yelling and screaming about stuff and <laughs> which is great. Still do that sometimes. I'm, I'm still but, doing it now. So. Yeah, awesome. I think this just made me realise that there was also other ways I could go with yeah. it, um, which is cool. And now that I'm getting a little bit, like, older and I'm not – I've never been good at yelling and screaming. My voice doesn't like it. It's quite It's quite nice to be able to kind of go this route a little bit more as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's still – Empress still has those moments. So, yeah, which, absolutely. Which, Still in there, which I still love as well. So it's good, good contrast. But yeah. um, yeah, very similar. I guess this this album is great for that too. The contrast, like you said, like Lover Man and jang- Jangling Jack, and he's still mm. yelling and screaming, making these noises. But then it just like comes down to something, yeah, sweet and country and yeah, well, a bit of country too. <laughs> so. I mean, yeah, I mean, and you you do some of that stuff as well with Jackson, right? Yeah, Velvet Flowers is our little yeah, a little side thing. We've done we've just like released like three songs now, but it's good. Like when we have some spare time, we try and do a bit of country stuff. Yeah. So how how yeah, was that? Weird. How was it writing that stuff? Oh, I find it super easy. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like I'll write like a song that's like kind of a little bit like Western country influence, and then like show Jackson, and then Jackson will just make like way cooler. Yeah. And that's. <laughs> That's pretty much how we work and he'll just add all this cool shit to it to make it way better. Um, but I'll just sit down with the guitar and just like pull something together and then I'll be just like, there you go. Oh, that's <laughs> you do it. That's it, but, all uh, the success I have from playing in bands <laughs> is like I'll do the easiest portion of it and then <laughs> I just surround myself with people that are far better than me at guitar and I just go, here, have this. <laughs> And then they make yeah. it back and I'm like, oh, look, I'm, I'm so good at writing songs. It's all good now. Yeah, that's, pretty, that's how I feel in Empress too. I'm like, <laughs> everyone's, everyone's so talented in that band and so good at what they do. And I'm kind of just like write a few things down and be like, oh, there we go. I pretty much play like three chords <laughs> and that's it. And then they have to just like sort my shit out from there and make it way better. So I've got it good. <laughs> hey, you know, I think we're smart. We're clearly the people. We're coming up with all these great ideas. They're just, you know, without our great ideas, where would they get the music from? You know, who knows? I'll pre- I'll pretend that's true. I'll keep going. Yeah. I'll roll with that. Yeah. I think you should. <laughs> but yeah, no. Without them, oh my god, it'd be a different story. The boys <laughs> really, really hold it together. <laughs> yeah, I'd still be playing in my bedroom guitar by myself if it wasn't for everyone else that I had in the band. So. Yeah. No, me too. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, I think another one of the other songs that I that like I just made a note of really was talking about like the country stuff was like Let Love In just has such a good vibe on that style of like the the singing following the guitar hook chorus type thing, which is something that like 
I mean, I associate so much with country music, but it, to me, that, that again, listening to this record, I've heard that song before and I know that song, but I think after listening to it, that, that might be my favorite song on it. Just, just because yeah. of that hook. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. It's, um, definitely has a country feel to it. I think that's, um, another part of why I love that kind of gothic Western. Kinda. Yeah. I love it. And um, he does it really well. Um, even like the, have you seen Lawless? Yep. Like um, him and Warren Ellis did like the, the film score for that. Mm. And it's just, it's just so good. And like the proposition and that kind of country thing um, that they kind of do, but still keeping it real dark and the same as that song. Um, yeah. I just think it's really good combination. Yeah. And it's, and it's cool. But it's, it's so interesting yeah. that they like they landed on that too like it seems such an interesting thing to like a, a an interesting path to explore is doing like gothy like western music yeah. <laughs> like it's it's yeah it seems like an interesting concept at the outset because it's not something like i guess like often when you think of country music or, or like you know country music or a western setting it's far more like it's it it never seems as um like maybe like as dreary as what it as what it might come out as but then if you look at it through the lens of the stuff that they've created it's like to me now that's like that's more fitting for that you know like that's far more appropriate yeah that's how i feel too i mean like where like i don't know the root of country and where they kind of like you said like they kind of transport you back to that time yeah it's like filthy and like there's all this shady shit going on. Like it's dark. It's like yeah, yeah. that country. That's like the country I want to like know more about. Like <laughs> <laughs> that kind of dark, like kind of grimy side of things. And I just, yeah, I think that brutal like honesty like goes with that too, like in his lyrics and yeah. And that song, like it's so cool because it's like let love in. You're like, oh, let love in then you listen to it and he's like but if you let love in like there's all this bad shit's gonna happen it's gonna do this to you and it's like oh okay it's not it's not that simple which is pretty how much how it is with a lot of the time so yeah yeah i mean it, it, i think that's i think that's a good like takeaway from this as well is that like i mean even though even like just the cover art too is like when you kind of look at it 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 looks like a far more like positive piece than what it like because it's not the cover art's not like dark or grim or anything like it is like these pinky kind of hues yeah yeah. i mean it's it's like like yeah says let love in on his chest but you listen to it and you're like he's not letting it in though like (laughs) the butt the butt is what gets in there (laughs) that's it and i think yeah that's i don't know the play on words is just like it's cool it's like let love in but it's like I don't know. It's got double meaning. It's, yeah, it's it's clever. So is this is this the record of his that you listen to the most, or is this the thing that you would like? If someone had never heard Nick Cave before, would this be what you would recommend to them? Yeah, I think this would probably be more like if no one's ever listened to him, I'd probably go with this album. Yeah, um, just because it is that good blend of the older stuff and the kind of more recent and that nice little crossover. Um, for me, I mean, I've, some of the recent albums I've absolutely flogged. Mm. Um, 
a lot. <laughs> but um, this is one that, yeah, when I listen to it, I'm just like, well, this is it's pretty damn good. There's, yeah. Well, I mean, it, 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 it's just him. Yeah, it, to, to me, this is like, this is, as I said before, like, to me, this is like, the songs on this are like, oh, yeah, that's Nick Cave. Like, this is, yeah. this is the, that, this is, to me, the music that sort of defines him as a, as a character, I suppose. Yeah, um, definitely. Have you, so like the, the newer records and things like that, uh, is, is he the kind of artist that's stuck with you throughout his career then, obviously? Is it something like you mentioned before, you've seen him a bunch of times and things like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he definitely has. I mean, um, I, there hasn't been one yet that I haven't found something that I've like really loved on it. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I haven't like loved all songs equally on some of the newer albums, yeah. but um, I'll like I'll still just love what he what he's doing, and um, still have a few songs that I'm just like yes, like it still nails it for me. Like even though it's pretty like it's pretty different now, like compared to this album, mm. um, a lot more minimal, but still that same like. The core of it that uh, that's super important to me, like still, this the the words and the yeah. storytelling, the, just yeah, the way he puts things is still there. So yeah. that's yeah, I've stuck with it. I mean, I'm I'll just be like, whatever he does, it's amazing. Like that's, <laughs> that's no, that, <laughs> that's, I mean, it's it's good to I have those it. bands. You know, it's good to have that. Yeah, he's one. He's like up there. It's like, well, he's pretty much my favorite. So um, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I think like one of the other things that's very interesting with when I when I first moved to Melbourne, it was like, um, and we started uh, outright this band that I used to play, and we were like, um, we used to jam at this place called Bakehouse, like a rehearsal studio here. And I remember when we started jamming there, we we're like, oh, we're gonna jam there because like Mind Snare are gonna lend us their room that they have there, and I was like, oh, okay, that's really cool. We're jamming it. Mindsner's room and then we got there and I I like later found out that like I don't know if he owns it or if he's like a part of it somehow but Nick Cave is like very ingrained within the community of that rehearsal studio yeah Yeah. and the upstairs floor of the building I'm not sure what music video it is but the whole music video is filmed up there really oh my god and so have to go (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely you should but it's like this the whole studio itself is like it couldn't be more like Nick Cave esque. Like it's all like, like real classic music industry stuff. Like you know, there's like Persian rugs all over the walls, and there's like yeah. an old lamp in the corner, and all the couches yeah. are leather, <laughs> and like yeah. like it's like some velvet curtains. Yes, and- <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. like the whole place has like a burgundy hue to it. Like that's uh, just. But yeah. it, it was, I remember that being like, yeah, when I heard that and I was standing there looking around, I was like, this place is very Nick Cave. So, like, it's it's fitting that he filmed a music video. But I do, I don't know, I could be wrong. But I, I've developed a habit on this podcast of just saying things and assuming that they're true. So, I'm going to assume that he has something oh, to do with that building. <laughs> that's cool. I'll believe it. That's awesome. I'm like, you've convinced me. I know I want to go, like, stand in it. <laughs> Well, next time, next time you're in Melbourne, Bakehouse, that's the place you got to go to. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. That's yeah, good. I got you. Um, all right. So, yeah, it wouldn't be a true podcast without talking about the things that you are trying to be productive doing. How has been, how has the downtime, I suppose, 
associated with not being able to go places and stuff been treating you creatively? Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, I kind of haven't been like during like the proper like um, kind of lockdown phase. Mm. I, I mean, because I mean, I'm I'm a farmer. <laughs> I grow herbs and lettuce and things with my parents, and that kind of stuff got real busy. Yeah. So, because everyone was like freaking out, wanting to do gardens and everything, which was great. <laughs> yeah. But I was super busy with work. Um, I guess when everyone else wasn't working much. Mm. Um, so I haven't didn't get that much time to be too musically creative at all. Um, unfortunately, like I because of the border closures of Queensland, New South Wales. I yeah. live in New South Wales. The rest of the bands in Queensland, and I mean because of the restrictions anyway. Um, there was no getting together over that time, so we didn't do too much but um i think it was kind of a good break just to like refresh us a little bit yeah um come back and just be keen to write stuff again um because that's kind of all we've been doing at the moment um we do have some new stuff that will be released soon which is exciting because it's been a long time coming yeah yeah um that would be cool to kind of get a single out and get things rolling again um but yeah apart from that i mean it didn't affect me too too much Mm. um which is good but i think it gave us just a good amount of time to kind of just get real keen to get back into it again yeah and kind of come back with a kind of fresh perspective of things and yeah and so is the stuff that you've been working on since developed quite a bit since the last stuff or things that people have heard of yours before at all i mean it's it's different again i mean the news the stuff that will be that we'll be releasing kind of hopefully soon ish. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still got a fair bit like of the first album there, yeah. But it's it's kind of developed a little bit more, maybe just matured a little bit. Um, yeah. I mean, as all bands do after the first album. Um, but this newer stuff that we're writing, like worked on right working on writing now, like since coming back and being able to practice. Um, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely different. Mm. Um, it's. It's like still us, but it's, yeah, it's different. I think we just come back with a little bit of a different angle. And we're like, yeah, let's roll with it and see how that goes. Yeah. But I mean, so far, so, yeah. I think, I think you got to get to a point as well where you can, I mean, particularly like the first thing that you do often is the thing that you're most associated with or people right off the bat are like, oh, you know, that that's, that's what that band sounds like or whatever. But then, I mean, you listen to something like this record, for example, and like, I mean, this is this dude's eighth record into this band and it's like, and then that has then gone on to translate into doing, yeah, like we said before, like movie scores and all this other stuff. So I I think it's really important to like embrace progression and embrace development. And even, even if for some people as listeners that turns them off a band, you know, which is, you know, that that's unfortunate, but for the most part, like, I think the people who really connect the most with your music will connect with your progression because they want to see that continue, you know? Yeah, I mean, hopefully. Like, I mean, but, yeah, it's always in the back of your mind. You're like, people might really hate, the people <laughs> who like us now might really hate us after this. But um, you have to go with what I think what's just what you make. And I've kind of like, I've always struggled to go, oh, I want to make something that sounds like this and have all this reference for it. I kind of just have to... I always just want to make what I, what I, what comes out like what yeah. feels right. Um, so sometimes that's not quite fitting with other things, but it's nice to go with it. I mean, the the 
boys there like to rein it in a little bit and make sure everything's <laughs> not too too whack. But um, yeah, I kind of just go with like, nah, that's that's how I feel. That's what we're gonna do. But um, I yeah, mean, it's a good way to look at. It. I think like I've certainly, I mean, I've certainly experienced myself like the, you know, the the plight of like writing something then you hope people want to listen to it and you hope people like it and things like that but at the end of the day too like i mean the reality is if you think if you think about the stuff that you like and the stuff that you listen to like what association did that person have with thinking i hope everyone likes this like i'm sure most of the people who make most of the music that uh, you know we would associate with didn't sit there and waste too much time hoping that people liked it you know no i don't think they care like that's the best part about yeah, it yeah yeah absolutely and it's like i think kind of the best stuff is people who are just like this is what we wanted to do fuck you if you don't like it like whatever yeah. we don't care like and that's really cool like yeah. well, <laughs> not worrying about what anyone thinks and i guess that's supposed to be what it's all about yeah, and I mean, I think I think if if that's anything that you know, creating music in like a modern sense, like we obviously are, um, yeah. But harking back to things that influence us, which come from you know, much you know, quite a long time ago, and more often than not, uh, from people who like started that concept. The I mean, for me, just just doing the the music that I've always associated with the most is the music that's you can tell that it's people who sometimes straight up don't care what people think and do do the exact (laughs) opposite of what they should do. But oftentimes I think the most authentic stuff you can hear is when people are expressing something the way they want to express it. Like if Nick Cave, for example, is expressing his emotions very clearly and his, you know, the stories he wants to tell through songs like this at the same time, like, you know, I think it's important even if your band doesn't sound like that, it, that's a good lesson to take with you in terms of how you're going to work on the music that you're working on, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's, in the end, I think if you're true to kind of, as corny as it sounds, if you're true to yourself and your feelings and what you want to get out there, that's that's the main thing. I mean, in the end, you're kind of not in a band for anyone else but yourself no. and everyone in that band's there because they just love doing it and that's, that's the cool thing about it. You're all there because you're just like, yeah, this is fun. And we like expressing ourselves through this. So, um, yeah. I mean, I think think at the end of the day as well, if if people don't associate with it, you learn pretty quickly that that's that's not what's (laughs) working and then that that influences you, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's true, yeah. (laughs) You're like, oh, I guess, yeah. I mean, at the same time, you kind of need, you need people to like it to keep. <laughs> yes, it, it <laughs> is. <somewhere>. But <laughs> it's, but yeah, hope, like, you just have to hope that what you make and you like, people will like. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I, I think I've it. talked about it quite a bit on this, but just like, you know, obviously music is a performative thing. It is presenting yeah. yourself to people. There is a definitely an aspect of it. And me personally, like, a big aspect of doing it and standing on stage is like, well, you wouldn't fucking stand up there if you didn't want people to look at you. So obviously yeah. that's part of you, you know? Yeah. It's weird. Like it's like, it's like having these two like flip sides, like one side of me, like, I don't know. It's weird. It's like there's two people in there. Hey, like you, one side of you wants to perform and yeah, you like 
people looking at you to do that and and express the way you want to express things. But at the same time, when I'm just me at home, I'm like, I don't want anyone to see me. I don't want to talk to anyone. Like <laughs> it's so weird, but it's like I guess a lot of people who do bands are like that and if that's the outlet for like me to behave that way and actually yeah. share things because otherwise it's not coming out like <laughs> yeah and i mean i think yeah i think the other thing too is like they're not only just like not only just people looking at you when you're standing on stage but also yeah. at, at, at the same time like you when you create something like this again it's music like obviously it's for yourself but at the end of the day it's you know it fit you are influenced by hearing other stuff so you then want to push that back out it's only natural to want to push that back out into the world as well you know for sure and if someone like if someone can hear hear it and feel the same as you when you made it or how it makes you feel when you play it then that's awesome like that's really cool and that's you you've done a good job then like even if it's like only a handful that's cool oh yeah and i mean i think i've i've basically made a relatively fun hobby out of writing music that i just think is fun to play and gets me affords me the opportunity to hang out with people and meet people who i you know i wouldn't have met you had i not played in stupid bands so like me too and that's awesome i mean if i wasn't i wouldn't go anywhere if i (laughs) honestly (laughs) at home and do nothing if I wasn't in a band so I guess that's that's cool too you know it's and it does it opens up another kind of world um and yeah it's it's good it's really nice and it's a good like it's a good little community yeah absolutely like, there's a, lot of, a lot of really nice people and a lot of people on the same page um that I've met just in the short time I've kind of been doing it with Empress as well so it's yeah it's it's cool yeah great well all right let's uh we can wrap this up here thank you for uh thank you for talking to me about the record thank you so much thanks for having me i appreciate it